We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. TickPick should be your first choice to buy basketball tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees, ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Laker Film Room Podcast and Blue Wire Network. What do you think about the Laker team now? You follow the box scores of the games every day? Just the Lakers. You're kidding. That is really a compliment. I was pleased to see you smile at the top of our show because once the game starts, you have a game face. You don't smile much out there. I don't think you have to do things for money anymore. Correct. What's up, Laker fans? Welcome to the Laker Film Room Podcast, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Pete, joined by Darius and Mike. And today is the Laker Film Room Podcast five-year anniversary. We did our first pod five years ago. It was on Brandon Ingram. D, I remember this was when my brother was recording the pod, and we recorded it at his place. And we had it's we had a, a a mic stand set up that was like for a musician. It was like you know for a lead singer type thing. And we were recording on an SM fifty seven mic, which if you're a musician listening to the pod, you got to chuckle out of that. That's a an instrument mic that you would mic up like a bass, you know, amp or drums or something like that. And so I'm standing five six feet away from the computer, right? And as we're recording this, which is an odd position to be recording a podcast now that we've done this on a regular basis. Like I couldn't imagine standing and talking to you uh, and doing this. Right. So anyhow, we record it. I have, you know, my outline of notes and it's like the type that you did, at least, you know, how I learned in school. So it's like Roman numeral I or one or whatever, Brandon Ingram, then capital A, you know, player is player development. I got, you know, two sheets of it and, and so we record it and we finish. And this is back in the day, uh, if, you, you're, if you've been with us since day one, it was, you know, we were recording long podcasts. It was like hour 10, hour 15, every time we did it. So this is a long one. It's our first one. We record it, we finish. And I hear my brother right after we're done go, oh shit. Like one of those, and I've been like creating, you know, I was a musician for a long time. I've been in studios and recording. And it was like the type of sound that somebody who in those situations, the only time that sound gets made is like, we lost everything, right? Like the great uh, uh, Mitch and Jim pods that got eaten by the podcast gods. Anyway, I to, to continue on the story. So my brother goes like, oh shit. And so I'm like, what happened? And, and like my, my heart drops and he's like, we didn't change the input 
on and this this still happens to this day we try very hard to make sure we're going through our nice fancy mics all the time but it doesn't always work out that way but because i was standing on the other side of the room trying to talk into this mic i'm very faint and in the distance and so we're like, yeah, we're going to start this podcast. I'm super stoked that I got Darius Soriano to join me on a podcast. And I'm like, we can't release this. as the And you sound fine, right? But I'm like, we can't release this as our first pod. So I have to come over the next day and re-record. And you know how awkward it is to like re-record what you said in a conversation but while not actively having that conversation so the pod is and that and we'd never done it before it's not good on several levels right we're we're uh i think it was informative basketball wise but in terms of being a pleasurable listening experience it was not fast forward a couple of months later or no a couple of years later right i'm i'm talking to Harrison and Harrison's like yeah i remember you told us at that at that get together that Anthony and I, that uh, you guys, you and Darius were going to start a pod. And I got to be honest, after I listened to the first one, uh, you know, I told Anthony, like, oh, we're fine. We ain't got nothing to worry about. Right. And so here we are, five years later, um, have, have come a long way, D. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. So have we actually come a long way? I think and, that. And some, yes and no. Yes and no. We got Char- Charlie Film See? Room making an appearance here. Peanut in the background, you know. See? And so I think I think we came a long way when we got the great Mike Trudell to join the podcast. That's that's what I think. That that was so, the, the, the leap, right? That was the third year leap, I think. <laughs> yeah, the third right? year that's leap. Right. That's right. So, so the THT last few games leap. That's what we're seeing. That's right what now. we're that's what we're hoping for right now. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I hear. I want to hear. I want to hear more about the lead singer uh, microphone with with Pete. <laughs> not because because you know who that lead singer was Darius. You know who that guy was. Uh, <sighs> oh man, it was Pete. Yes. No. No. <laughs> oh, no we know. Sometimes, sometimes your lobs go out of bounds, Mike. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. <laughs> that was a Russell Westbrook lob right there. No. Yeah, see, see, and this is why this is why we're not in our prime yet, right? Right. We're still Ex- in, you exactly, know, exactly, exactly. So working the chemistry out. So <laughs> I think back to when we started the pod, and we do the pod what four or five times a week now. We try to keep it crisp, thirty-five, forty-minute pods. Back then, we'd record a pod and then we'd disappear to the wilderness. And then <laughs> right. we'd come back. Who knows when we'd, we'd come back again? 17 days later. Yeah. Record a new pod that's another 98 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would take you guys, I don't know, 40 hours to edit, to make sound the way that Pete needed it to sound. And this is why I'm sorry. This is like all all of the behind the scenes stuff. No, it's great. But, it's great. but this is where y'all need to know that Pete was just like, no, no, no. We're not we're not putting this out. We that's right. We can't do this. Nope. This it can't go out like this. And I'm just like, Pete, man, we recorded this a day and a half ago. Like, where's the pod? Sooner or later, all the stuff we said isn't even going to be relevant to what, but, but it needed to be 
what it needed to be. And that's why it's the Laker Film Room podcast. It's not the Forum Blue and Film Room podcast. It's not no hodgepodge. That's why I always make jokes. This is Pete's pod. Right. And Pete doesn't like it when no. I say that. And then Michael say, oh, it's Darius and Pete's pod. And me and Pete don't like it when Mike says that this is the mm-hmm. LFR pod. As far as I'm concerned, it's Genie's pod. Yeah. Because- <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But here we are five years later, a fine tune machine sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Right. Uh-huh. At at our best, we look like the third quarter the other night. At our worst, we look like the two other OKC games <laughs> earlier during yeah. the year. Old legs. Where, yes, we got old where legs. We, yeah. Where we let our foot off. I mean, that's off, a little harsh. Of the that's a little harsh on us. <laughs> Mike will not accept that comparison. <laughs> I always love I always love Mike's moments like, wait a minute, hold up, hold up. No, but but here we are. Five years. It has been quite the ride the last what 14 16 months with trudell mm-hmm. here and i think we're doing okay for ourselves with the little engine that could that is the laker film room pod it's funny because i look at almost everything that i do so i'm not on tv like mike right my kids see mike and they're like oh my goodness mike i look at everything that we do as we're just two random dudes right like and everything that i've done is i'm just some some random guy Right. Like I came up, I I was on message boards and commenting at Mm -hmm. Forum Blue and Gold. I started to collab with with Kurt Heelan there. And then I started to write a little bit. And then suddenly Kurt gets a great gig at NBC and I take over the site. But I'm just some I'm just some random guy. And you and me, Pete, your origin story is very similar. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And we're just two guys who talk about the Lakers and the fact that anyone has followed us for this long, that anyone has listened to, like we were tagged on a bunch of those like Spotify for the year recap lists. The fact that anyone has put in tens of hours to say nothing of a hundred hours of listening to us talk about the Los Angeles Lakers and show a little bit of piece of ourselves in yeah. in the process still is astounding to me in the same way it astounds me that anyone ever read any of the junk I put up on the internet. I just want to say this. When I got to L.A., I I didn't know anything about Laker media, right? Or like in terms of the people that had covered it or followed it. And I had never watched Laker games with Laker announcers before. So I was an obsessed NBA person and knew everything about the NBA, I thought, but I wasn't familiar with that culture. So when I got the job, I started doing crash course research and just trying to figure out, okay, who's smart, who knows this team. And my cheat code to that was Ty Nowell, uh, who was one of the biggest reasons that I came and got the job because he's mm-hmm. lifelong, you know, from Orange County, but knew everything, mm-hmm. knew everything about Ty's the Lakers. Great. Ty's and, great. Yeah. And right away, early again, like my first year, I was kind of like, okay, is this guy good? Is this guy? Is that guy? And the, one of the first persons that he said, no, pay attention to what this guy says was Darius. And so I've, I came in, like Darius says this stuff. Okay, I'm on TV now. But I, when I came in here, the person that I actually learned about what was actually happening on the court, because I was at the game, so I could hear what Phil Jackson said, I could hear what Kobe said. But the guy that was breaking stuff down was Darius. And then a couple of years later, uh, I'll, you know, as Twitter gets going, and I'm still in this learning mode, uh, and Ty's like, "Pay attention to this guy." 
uh, on Twitter, like Pete, Pete's eyes. I'm like, who's this guy? Laker film. So I came in that way of already having kind of, you guys were minted by the person that I trusted that knew stuff about the team. Um, so it's interesting the way that it is now, right. Where I kind of come in uh, after the fact, but I, I've always had that level of respect for you guys. And, and from the second that you started. Well, and it's been great having your perspective, like part of the, what works between Darius and I is that we are lifelong Laker fans. Like we are raised in it and died in the wool. And you presenting that equally obsessed with the NBA perspective and then the different experience that you've had with the game and with the Lakers in particular than we have, you know, as fans, that's the on the couch perspective. And you're able to come in and share, you know, just organizational knowledge and uh, institutional knowledge that you've accrued in that's that's rooted in your curiosity in the first place. Not everybody who has your job or gets your type of job goes, you know what I should do? I should really seek out the knowledge of others, right? A lot of people, when they get that type of position, go like, well, I am the the narrative setter. I am the kingmaker. I don't need to have that curiosity for other perspectives. And I think that's part of what your addition to the show has been, Mike, is been that like, well, wait a minute, right? And presenting a different perspective that is important and equally passionate that I think has led to some great dynamics and dialogues over the, the course of the last, you know, 14 months. I 100% agree about this we should take a quick break though because i don't want us all to cry yeah, we, over we gotta, our mics we kick right? it to break now yes, like yes. you know well i'll smooth and whatnot and then genie makes it sound even better yeah uh, let's take a break come back uh lead us back indy lakers basketball is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself by searching all over the internet to find Lakers tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site. And the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NBA tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices on the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in purchase price. I'm excited to see this Lakers squad get out and transition this year, and there's nothing like seeing a great fast-breaking team in person. Visit TickPick.com slash LFR today and use promo code LFR to save $10 on your first order of Lakers tickets. Are you looking for ways to skip the trip to the post office and dodge all that hectic holiday shopping traffic? Why not save time and money with Stamps.com? Stamps.com lets you compare rates, print labels, and access exclusive discounts on UPS and USPS services all year long. It just makes sense, especially if your business sends more mail and packages during the holidays. Whether you're selling online or running an office or side hustle, Stamps.com can save you so much time, money, and stress during the holidays. Access all the post office and UPS shipping services you need without taking the trip and get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS. Save time and money this holiday season with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code FILMROOM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter the code FILMROOM. So I think about the pod now in the same way, interestingly enough, the way that I think about the team, right? There is a certain amount of like, we know each other a little bit now. And we have a certain amount of of chemistry. We definitely, I think, 
on the pod, we agree seemingly a lot. I I know we do have our disagreements. You guys, I'm telling you, we we keep referencing the text chat, but people would probably pay for the text chat at this point because if folks could read it, they would see a fair amount of disagreements and a fair amount of like real back and forth of like, no, I can't actually text this on my phone. I need to use my actual MacBook and I'm going to type into Messenger on my <laughs> computer because I have too much to say right now and I don't want to do it on on my actual phone. And there is a ton of back and forth, Mike, that I feel like goes into trying to make the pod the best version of the pod that it can be. But I do go back to us just being fans. We're fans of the game. I know that you both work for the Lakers and Pete, that's a dream of yours. And and I know, Mike, you've been doing this a long time, not only for the Lakers, but you have history too with the Wolves. And the idea of being able to actually talk about the game and think about the game on the level with you guys is, I think, one of the best parts of my day, every single day. And Amen. Yeah. I'm super grateful for those people yeah. who continue to come back and maybe they don't come back. Maybe they give us one chance and they're like, that's not our cup of tea. But the folks who have been with us for a year, two years, three years, some yeah. of them, all five Since of the these beginning. years, yeah. right? It's yeah. super special for me to to continue to have those folks and see them online and random stories of being like, Oh, I see people and they're just like, I love the pod. And I'm just like, you love the pod? What did, like, what do you mean you love the pod? That doesn't even make sense to me. Like, I didn't even know you knew about yeah, it's the pretty pod. Cool. I always want it to be like a good faith pursuit, you know, yeah. and that's, I, I mentioned Mike's curiosity earlier, but I think that's a, a common thread of of each of us. And that's something that it's very easy to lose your curiosity, even if you are acting in good faith and you are trying your best to do the best work that you can. It's easy to get basketball is is such a brilliant game because it it will probably have a whole episode about this, but it's a, a sort of speed chess that I view it as that's um that's really that that can play to your your greatest anxieties and some of my favorite moments right has been and even on the on the pod man like after we won the title and getting on here and just going through the whole journey the weekend where we beat the clippers and the bucks the uh the development of Russell and Ingram and Lonzo and Julius and Jordan and that whole crew and kind of that storyline just trying to do our very best to relay what we see and being upfront with our with our biases in the midst of that, right? Like we are Laker fans. That is something that I've never tried to run away from. I've tried to always lean into. But in that, that there is a certain amount of curiosity of like what is actually happening on the court that I, I hope is I hope we continue to have as a mission statement for the pod. And that's a funny line too, Pete, to walk from me because I'm in this. I I work for the team, right? So some bias is always going to be assumed about what I have going on. But mm -hmm. and I really try to counter that counter that bias almost by leaning into the reporter element. And then you get a lot more of the and then now I kind of can since I've been doing it a while, I can mix in a decent amount of analysis within the reporting. Yeah. But you know, the unfiltered sort of this is just what I think raw, that's more of the text thread. And my goal is over time, 
yeah. to peel back more of that layer. And and I, I think I've already done that to some extent now, but that's the that's the ultimate thing I think that uh and, and now Pete that you're doing too, right? Since now yeah. you work for the team, there are certain there are, but my hope is that that access that we get brings in more information that we're able to distribute in yeah. sure in sometimes a layered way, but then just somebody sitting back and here's everything that I think. To me, that would be it would still be a less uh ideal overall product than having access and having to peel back a little bit than it would be to have no access and just say whatever right. we think. So it's always a balance there. Yeah. So that's the challenge. That's something for me that how do I maintain my credibility in my basketball judgments and stay employed, right? <laughs> like how do I, how do I criticize Frank Vogel's lineup decisions and, and things like that on a podcast or do I ignore it and be like, Oh, I, I work for the Lakers and therefore I can't say anything. And so that, that balance is always like, that's been one of the biggest, questions of how does that work? And in my mind, Mike, how I balance it is if you keep it about the basketball, everything's fair. And in the coaches meetings, I, if you guys have been watching backstage Lakers this year, such cool behind the scenes footage. I mean, backstage Lakers is always top notch, but like in terms of access into the mindset and thinking of the coaching staff, just super cool stuff. The coaches are having the same discussions. So one of the things that I want to help foster, not only on the pod, but on on Twitter, on Lakers Twitter, and really promote is the idea that of engagement with other good faith actors, people who are really trying their best all around their, the league to to cover their respective teams, and understand that that other perspective is coming from a valid place too. And that's part of what's so interesting about basketball is that you have all of these different denominations, for lack of a better term, within basketball where different principles are and different different beliefs are espoused in a way that sometimes they they don't get along but that's part of what how the game moves forward right that i always think about that tweet of keep uh, you know keep moving the game forward of kobe's tweet to lebron and that idea i think from a media perspective in terms of having access to the team and being able to you know tell the honest truth i think that that's where the intersection of of that is is that idea of keeping it on the court and engaging in people of the different basketball beliefs and denominations well and darius that's also that's kind of from what i've been told now by many people like ireland and billy mack and Stu, like that's what chick did right in a lot of ways yep and that's how, that's where i learned it yeah the yeah. trick is right it's harder unless in, in until you are chick Right. It's also it's harder to be that unfiltered. But Chick so you, was always Chick. Chick no, came in saying, I got a story to tell. Sure. But but yeah. sure. But like it's I'm just saying that at the, at the time and where the NBA was and who he was and the incredibly strong personality that he was like, sure. that's that's I think the ideal. It's just it's always a little bit harder to get there. But that that it, you should be able to criticize your brother. Right. Yeah. Or like that. And, and it's that to me love, is ultimately right? like, what, yeah. let's get better. Yes. Let's do this. Let's and, do and this together. It, it can be easier said than done. But that was, I think, what Chick did so great. And that, I think, is always going to be the ideal. Like, yeah, of course, it's better for my life if the Lakers win. But I also can't just lie and say, right. you know, that that's not what happened on the court. I think big picture. I've appreciated never having access. Yeah, I've appreciated being an outsider to a certain extent. I don't think it makes me any more unbiased or neutral or anything like that. I always say that Chick Hearn taught me and he taught me how to love the game. Yeah. Not love the Lakers. He taught me how to love the game. And 
through loving the game, I ended up loving the Lakers because the Lakers played an exact style of basketball that I truly enjoyed. They were the most fun team to watch when I was young. And the thing that Chick always did was he proved how capable he was. He proved how smart he was about the team and about the game and how good at his job that he was. And that allowed him to be honest in exactly what he was seeing every single moment. And if that meant that the other team was doing great, then he would tell you the other team was doing great. If it meant that the Lakers were doing great, he would tell you the Lakers are doing great. And if it meant that the Lakers were doing bad, Lakers couldn't beat the Sisters of Mercy tonight. And that's what was happening on the court. Now, I didn't found Form Blue and Gold, Kurt did, but it's right there in the mission statement of the site to tell you what is happening on the court and the Lakers are such a drama like there's always so much buzz and drama around the organization it, it's it's just the Hollywood nature of things and the Lakers wouldn't be the Lakers no, I don't that's think part without of who that. we are that is a part of the ethos it's 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 woven into the fabric of what you look to as what this team actually is and you could lean into that as part of your coverage or maybe even all of your coverage if you wanted to, because there is always that much juice around the team. Like, oh, did you hear that they might be wanting to trade this guy? Or out there, this guy wants to come to the Lakers. Or did you hear about this off the, like, there's always something. Damon made a comment today to me. He was like, if, if you're making $10 million and you play for a halfway decent Lakers team, you're going to be in the trade machine. Like you will live in the trade machine between December 15th and the trade deadline. Yes. And, and so there is a, there's a certain amount of, of all of that that you could do, but I always wanted to do what I just wanted to talk about the team and what I saw on the court. It's why I continue to do it. It's it's because these same conversations I have with you guys, yeah, I would have those yeah. with my friends. Like one of the best compliments I got the other day when I was home or back where I grew up, my buddy who passed away recently, it was his birthday in December. He actually had the same birthday as my dad. And so they did a big birthday celebration for him. And his brother was talking to me about – Like, man, I was listening to the pod the other day and I felt like one of our car Mm. rides that we would have back in the day. And that's like the best compliment that I could get because that's exactly what we want this to be. I think it's these are the conversations that we have. Is the text thread a little bit more unfiltered? Yes, it is. But that's the same way that you have the unfiltered conversation on the playground. And then when you go home and your parents are around, maybe you don't have that same unfiltered conversation. But the general ethos of what you're discussing, your feelings about the thing does not change. You may just present it in a more tolerable way for some people. I continue to say this, and it's our anniversary pod, but it's like, this is why we do it. We do it because we love it, and we continue to enjoy these conversations together. Let's take a, a final break, and we'll, uh, we'll spend one more segment you know, reminiscing on the pod. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, Darius, I still owe you that uh, that Brandon Ingram dinner, my friend. Yes. What are some of your favorite yes. moments over the years? Us having these conversations, we've had so many just good conversations, right? I, like, some of the things I still laugh about are the story that you told at the beginning of the pod mm-hmm. about, like, losing the files and then having to go and, like, right. re-mock record them which is still hilarious to me that it wasn't just one of those things where you weren't like, yeah. Hey D like we, we need to do it again. Like, I don't think you felt like you were, you were Darius Soriano, man. Like, <laughs> no. yeah, you still might've held me in too high of a regard. Yeah, like yeah. you probably still held me in too high of a regard to That's circle right. back and say, we need to do That's it exactly again. What happened. <laughs> I remember us doing like the reaction pod to Jim and Mitch mm-hmm. getting fired by Jeannie, by Jeannie Buss and, and, yeah. and being replaced by Magic Johnson, basically. And us doing that pod yep. once and losing it to the ether and then and doing it, it again, again a the second time. The basketball guy said no and on losing that. Yeah. It to they were both like the two hour long both pods because it's such a big event. B- both. Yeah. Though they yeah. were like 90, 95 minute pods, 100 minute pods. These were like <laughs> feature length movie pods. Oh my yeah. goodness, the takes we had. Well, let me be interviewee for a second. Uh, Pete, what was the original conversation <laughs> with Darius? Was it on Twitter? Did you get his cell on Twitter and call him to pitch the pod? Like, how did you, how did this actually happen? Yeah, so it was a DM. Um, he had followed me, which there was a, a series of people that I, I had about 3,000 followers at the time on Twitter, and he had. Uh, I, I don't know. I How many you got down, something. So, uh, and, uh, but yeah, Darius was Darius Soriano, right? And so he had followed me and we had talked a little bit. That, well, so He's the got 146,551 followers. There you go. Fact check. Anyway. And so, um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, and, but I'd been reading Darius at Form Blue and Gold for years, right? Like I really respected his work and, and, you were one of the people, D, that I was like, that's, I want to be like that guy. Like I'm not, I'm doing a different thing. I'm doing a video, you know, I'm, I'm doing video, but I want to like the way he goes about it. Like I vibe with that and I want to put my own twist on it, but in, in that same lane. And so I, he had, he had said something really nice about one of my videos. And, uh, and, and so I know we had good vibes between us and, and I had, but I DM'd him and I was like, Hey, I, I was thinking of starting a podcast and I was wondering if you'd be interested. And to my surprise, he said yes. And and so and it was very much a 
you know, we got to fit this. I got a, I'm a grown man with a family and a full-time job and this has to fit in to my life type of thing. And I, I was like, cool, we're, I'm going to take care of everything from making, you know, tightening up the editing. And now Jeannie, you know, has, has been really, Jeannie's the person that has turned this into a five day a week pod and that has turned it into a really professional operation. Yeah. That's why it's Jeannie's pod. That's why that's it's Jeannie's right. pod. That's right. We, this would still be a two day <laughs> a week right. pod without her. Anyhow, that's that's how it went. Mike was I uh, I DM'd Darius, and to my pleasant surprise, he said, "Yeah." All right, Darius, let's hear your version. Yeah, I think very similar to that. Like, I've always wanted to make sure that, like, I try to stay tapped into like who's good. I never looked at myself as being some authority on what's good and what's not. That people like that Pete has a story where he's just like, "Oh, Darius," and. Honestly, I used to get reactions like that from from people when I would follow them on Twitter or where I would retweet something that they wrote and they'd say, oh, like, I really appreciate you. Like, that's so nice of you. And I was just like, yeah, I thought you always just want to share good work and you want to be tapped into who is actually good and who you want to listen to. It's a whole ecosystem of that. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's like anything else in life. If you like, yeah. do not get high on your own supply. Do not think that you're right. the person. The only person with something to say within this this equation. I'm some random. I I've said this before. Like I am some random dude, right? And so when when Pete reaches out and he's like, you know, I'm thinking about doing this pod. Would would you be interested? And I thought to myself, yeah, maybe. Like, maybe, like, we should talk about it a little bit more to sort of lay out, like, what it would look like and what the vibe is. And I'll never forget what we were going through it. And we were very much, I I think we got on the phone at that point, Pete, and you and I were sort of like having a lot of like just regular conversations about the team and about the game and about just not even what we thought about the pod, but just sort of. And then I think we had maybe two or three conversations and it was just yeah. like, these, this these is it right here. the pods. Like that was like a real uh, thing I that we were saying that. to that's each exactly other after happened, the yeah. fact. This, this would be the pod. And that's when I was just like, yeah, let's do it. And then I remember, I laugh every time I think about this because you've, you've told this story before, but when you said, so would it be a big deal if we called it the Laker Film Room podcast. And and I said, I don't care. Go ahead. Like, call it what you want. It's your pod. And Very. I honestly think you were surprised it, that like, it I wasn't, folded I, I, like, that I easily. Or, or, I would have been open or, to something else. But yeah, you know, you're like, fine. Yes. But I was just like, ah, like, whatever. Right? Because, and I don't know, man. People probably have this this thought about me, like I can be abrasive at times to people and I can be a jerk. Like I said, man, I'm old now. I have a family and kids. There's not always times where I'm going to be agreeable. Right. You, you and see me there are plenty of times too where kinda, I was like, my, ah, my, that doesn't really sound like you yeah, that no, much. But, no, no, no. We get a different version no, of Darius. So, so Darius, if, if I may jump in here, Darius has time. Darius has a limited amount of time for shit. And if you are within that circle of being worth his time, you get a different version of him. If you're a, if you're being kind of a, a jerk on Twitter, that's a very different person that you're getting, or just being kind of like blocked. 
more familiar Hacks. with him than you actually are, right? That that that's something that okay. I've I've noticed. Yeah. There was a time, I will say this. There was a time in my life when I felt like I gotta be nice to everyone. And it was my general vibe of I'm gonna be nice to everyone because almost everyone is nice to me. Like I remember there were times where I would have exchanges with people and people would be like, that dude's not very a nice yeah. person. I was just like, but they've been nice to me. Like I came up in this and yeah. all of these people showed me so much love. Right. And so it was almost impossible for me to not show that love back to a ton of different people. Over time, though, what I realized is, is like there's actually not a lot of, of people who are actually nice people. And there are a bunch of people who are going to be mean just to be mean. Or there are a bunch of people who are going, and I'm not saying, we can disagree about things in life. And this isn't even about basketball. We can disagree about things in life. But if you show good faith and you are, have an open mind and we can have a dialogue about yeah. things, then we're going to be good. Right? It's when the thing I always hated, and I've been reading internet comments for yeah. a long time. You know why? Because I've run a website for a long time. So I am quite familiar with online commentary. And whenever we start to go into yeah. this dude's an idiot in any, or yeah. this There's person a baseline is respect useless. I think that that's part of the pod's right. ethos too, is right. Like just like a baseline respect for the players, the coaches, yes. everybody involved. And that's where, again, Mike, like Chick Hearn taught me. It was never personal. Like those are personal attacks. Like when you say a dude's an idiot, even if it's a head coach, Right. Like I did not agree probably with 95 percent of the decisions yeah. that Byron Scott made. I would never call Byron Scott an idiot. What I would say is like, I disagree with this dude. I think that's a bad decision. I do not think that this approach is a good approach. Right. I can understand the perspective of what would drive a person to do or make X, Y and Z. X, Y, and Z decision, right? And we can talk about it and frame it that way. But when it's, oh no, this is ridiculous. And how could someone even be this dumb to make this, this decision? That's the sort of stuff that turns me off, right? And, 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 and so when I see people who have a certain amount of like lack of respect in, in that way towards other people, then you don't get my respect, right? Because you've already shown that there's a certain amount of that that you have in you. And at any given time, that can be directed yeah. towards me. It could be directed towards to, the other it's not people pleasant who to be around. actually yeah. mean something to me. So in my life, I've always tried to cultivate a certain amount of like, who are my people? And those are the people who are yeah. who are going to be my ride or dies. Right. And yeah. so, and I feel like you guys, I found yeah. two more yeah. in this podcast. Right. And I've got a handful of other folks that are in my life that that are that way that are not like my like my blood family, like my wife or my kids or people like that. Right. But but everyone else, it's like we are online. You you do not know me. We are not just like you said, Pete, we are not familiar. Don't act familiar if you're not familiar. And there's a certain amount of that that I don't. Mm, it turns me off at times. Anyways, sorry, I was talking a long time there. Which is <laughs> Darius went on a tangent. LFR Who knew? Pod, it's an, it's an appropriate trend. way. One of my favorite uh, podcast moments. This happened last pod, and Pete put something in the chat, and it was like, "Hey, this is great, but we got to wrap here." And Darius just blew right through. Oh, yeah the red oh, yeah. light and kept rolling for probably yeah. three more minutes, but it was yeah. all good. And I was just sitting here kind of enjoying, and I'm not somebody that has any patience in general, 
but I have patience because even when Darius is rambling, he's saying interesting stuff. And so I'm always down to to listen to it. And just knowing like the, how hard it probably was for Pete, knowing how much Pete has respect for Darius to word that a certain way that it wasn't offensive. Uh, oh, and no, I can tell D. I'm, I can still say what I can say what I need to say to D. Sure, We're I, at that point. Of course, yeah, yeah. of course. But you still but you still. Yes. OK. And with that said, you didn't say stop talking now. We're, we're breaking. You yeah, did it with this respect. Is true. That's my this point. And that's see, what but I, you know I why just heard Cor- that- Kornheiser and Wilbon do the same thing. Where because Wilbon will blow right past the thing. And to- but Tony's just like, ah, you know, it's good. It's good stuff, though. It's, it's all good. See, the, the the reason why I don't, you know, why I don't be like, yo, we got to chop it here is that the wrath of Genie is always lingering. Right. Like, I don't have to say nothing. Darius is going to have to do a Genie if, you know, if, if he goes too far off of the rails. So. Speaking of Jeannie, thank you so much. Thank you for everything. Tommy, Sasha, everyone else who's been involved in the pod over the years. And most of all, our listeners, those of you who've been with us since the beginning and those of you who have discovered us this season. uh, Thank you for joining us on this ride. Hopefully we keep it going for a very long time. You've been listening to Laker Film Room Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Baines has got it in low to McHale. McHale wants to turn his double team. Just pass out of front, broken up by Worthy. Tips to Magic. Worthy dies on his belly. Magic scores. There's Magic got it. Magic fires. It's good. And the Lakers win the game. The Lakers win the game. Three seconds left. Bat next to the winner. It's on the way. Good. Bryant, 48 points, 16 rebounds. with his eighth block shot that NBA Finals record. A lot of Laker fans okay, sticking so around for this. You're seeing something that's very rare indeed. A Laker to get MVP chance right, in, Boston. in Boston. Of all places. Are you kidding me? Kobe. Hard to believe. Are you kidding me? Unreal. Are you kidding me? Lakers looking to push. Bryant spinning in the lane. Back for Gasol. Pretty pass. And it's back to a three-point game. Kobe Bryant picked up by Bell. There's the move. Two, one. Listen. Brian. Unbelievable. For the victory. It's over. Shot clock now to five. Brian. Yes. And that was a little tough to Albert Gentry. That insult to injury, Kobe. I mean, what a shot. I mean, you can't defend that. Are you kidding me? 2.1 seconds remaining. Denver a foul to give. Jokic. Trying to disrupt Rondo, he puts it in. Here's Davis, 4-3 in the win. Oh, it's good! Anthony Davis has won it for the Lakers! James again. Oh, he hits another one. LeBron James putting together a closing quarter against the Nuggets. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers conquer the bubble, and banner number 17 will soon hang in the rafters.